0: Thanks for tapping in with The Tripod. This is a weekly podcast hosted by three ladies, better known as The Tripod. This is Melissa, and I'm joined by Angela and Destiny. We're three best friends with unique backgrounds, perspectives, and personalities. Each week, we're going to be speaking candidly about our personal experiences and giving our opinions on various topics. We invite you to tune in each week for conversations based on relationships and real-life situations.
1: Come down, Uh Selector. That's right.
2: Hey guys thank you for tapping in with another episode of tapping with the tripod you got destiny i got my sisters angela and mel with me yo, yo. what up yeah yeah and then this little baddie that you see over here uh i want to introduce her i want to kick it off i want this to be the best intro that i ever gave she's a sassy mom the sassiest mom she's a sassy sister she's a driven career woman she's a military veteran. She's an uplifting, caring, kind-hearted human being who actually happens to be one of my favorite human beings in the whole wide world. And uh, we were room- mates. We came from the same womb, aka <laughs> my sister, Starla Renee.
1: Aww. <laughs> oh, <my
3: God>. <laughs> <laughs> like, I need like music and I can high five people run down. <laughs>
2: yeah, oh, oh, hey, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> energy, baby, energy. Welcome <laughs> sister. We're so happy to have you today.
3: I am so happy to be here. I am y'all's like biggest fan. I am your groupie. And if anyone out there even tries to challenge me, I tell them to bring it because I am the number one fan.
2: The oh, number what one. happened on episode five?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I said, you got to give me like a topic and then I can.
2: Right, right. <laughs> no, I, I know you're a huge fan. It's funny. Uh, we were in Mexico and like we would just be talking and moving around. So i be like, and on that episode, you guys talked about,
0: <laughs>
2: well, you know, while we're on it, tell us one of your
0: favorite highlights of an episode. Oh,
3: what is my favorite episode? Uh, hmm. I, I probably, I don't remember the name of the episode, but I can remember the piece of the episode. Okay. And- the thing about the listening to y'all I mean we've been riding for I mean I ain't been riding like y'all been riding as a tripod. I've been a tag along when I get invited (laughs) like how long has it been 10 15 years Uh, 13 years right yeah it's been about
2: 13
3: yeah yeah so I mean like when I listen to y'all talk like it's like we're sitting around a table talking but mm-hmm. some of the stories are brand new, and the one where Destiny told the story about the guy who was liked her bow tie and was trying <laughs> to hit on her at the club. Oh my gosh! I was driving and dying laughing. <laughs> dying. That was hilarious.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. her. You got me blessing she over here. Pull bro. a man. <laughs> no matter what she's wearing, she could pull
3: exactly. Him back. pulled a man with a bow tie.
1: um, For real. It happened in Philadelphia when we went to the Roots concert. I think she had two boyfriends out there. It did. I forgot about that. Yeah.
0: She she was a
2: contender in his book. (laughs) (laughs) He he was Mm -hmm. a ginger. He was a black ginger. It was adorable. Mm -hmm. Wow. You know what? But she gave him like
0: a little bit of love and maybe a sliver of hope. to to encourage and
2: I mean I don't think like it has to be weird like I I don't I don't like I don't feel like I gotta be like no nigga, don't talk to me I like girls (laughs) like I mean I made it clear I had a whole wife like but you know we can we can be friendly Yeah. yeah
0: it was, a, it was a great event to encourage great positivity, love, music, <laughs> all kinds of great things.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all about love, man. Yeah. Speaking of love, uh, for our song category today, we want to talk about a song that reminds you of your siblings. And I want to hone in on this sibling right here on this call, because I got too many. You know, I got four of them, and we out mm-hmm. here. We go to right. I kind of have a song for all of you uh but my song for you starla is tamia stranger in my house because you oh. used to sing it at karaoke is that the song you used to sing at karaoke
3: uh sometimes but mine was the deborah cox how did you get here nobody's supposed to be here and that's, I, that's
2: the one that's the one i, I can't remember what it in was in a
3: bad way killed it every time trying oh, to it. A, i was oh. gonna
2: i was gonna <laughs> say because when you told me that you sang that song at karaoke bro i was like i know it's a horrific experience. <laughs> i know it's horrific to somebody's here
0: <laughs> you know one time what? destiny decided to sing dream girls jennifer hudson um at karaoke and we all just were not ready for it so i imagine y'all were on the same wavelength yeah,
2: yeah when i she just, said that, I no, just you feel like if you're gonna, cool you gonna sing a commit you mm-hmm. have to
0: both of them are extremely challenging songs um <laughs> right. i applaud your bravery
2: Right.
3: <laughs> uh, it, it was painful but i only do it in the privacy of my home now
2: okay i i need i need evidence of this we need to do it we're going to be doing karaoke at the aries takeover this year so i hope you have your throwback song and that's just with you you just put me on all the old school r&b all the good shit like stuff that was inappropriate for my age yeah um, i know it and i know it yep. because of you and i'm grateful for that
0: I, I can testify to that, because I remember when we first met Destiny, I would look at her in shock and awe when she knew all the words to every song that came on, mm-hmm. and I was like, how? And she how do you know that? She yeah. would
1: attribute
0: it to you guys, sitting up on the porch, listening to music, jamming mm-hmm. out, and then, of course, cleaning oh my the her little right?
3: head, though, even before that, like, even when she was little, she didn't do crap shit at school, couldn't remember shit at school, but she could remember every single lyric to a song.
2: <laughs> I'm slightly offended, but I'm not going to contest it. So uh, to our guest, um, well, actually, we'll come to you last, star, So, mull that around. Money Mail, what yeah. is your sibling song?
0: So actually, um, I have a brother who's 15 years older than me. And when I was a kid, he used to he used to just want to go on rides. He'd be like, you want to go for a drive? And I would hop in the car with him and we would just cruise around and listen to music. But my brother, uh, who is fully white from Florida, uh, from the panhandle of Florida, if you know anything about that area of Florida, um, he calls it the Redneck (laughs) Riviera. Wow. He was a humongous fan of Bob Marley. And so he used to play all kinds of reggae music. And so the song I picked isn't a song that he actually played. Um, but I, I picked Turn Your Lights Down Low, which is Bob Marley and Lauren oh, uh,
2: Hickman. a little is, U in there.
0: Which is <laughs> one of my favorite songs in the world. But I'm sure it became my favorite because it, you know, it had elements of me growing yeah. up that um, yeah. played into it. So yeah, that's my selection.
2: That's a good one. Oh, that is a good one. Yeah. Angie, you know, some, sometimes know? Mel be off on her selection, but sometimes yeah. like, she get it right. She
3: I get don't it right. Think oh. she does. Mel just stays in the soft zone and y'all are more hardcore and have the turn up and Mel's yeah. usually always the R&B. It's
2: I'm so, so R&B. I'm so glad you're here. Oh, I, I, I tried listening I try listening to that Coco Jones. I'm oh. like, I think I got to go through a breakup before I can enjoy yeah. this. <laughs> Uh, I'm not saying she's just fine, like, but it just was sappy to me, like, you like
0: (laughs) into like her range and everything like that. Her range is amazing. She's got like this really nice lower
1: registry. See
0: that only people that
1: sing know all of that terminology. Speaking registry, who the hell knows about registry? I know.
3: I, f- I found out on the last episode that Mel was like a whole full singer, like right. J Lo.
1: Yeah. What
0: uh, aspiring,
1: aspiring yeah. <laughs> Angela? <laughs> Angela
2: what, you, what you working with? What's reminding so, you of Young Nicole over there? You
1: know what I? You know I always got to go to the crates on mine. Um, this this one derives from when we were going to the skating ring every Saturday and Sunday back in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Oh, okay. And so uh, we would have this dance crew that were from one side of town that would always battle this other dance crew from a- another side of town in Baton Rouge. And when we get to the skate ring, we skate all night, and then at 11 o'clock, they shut it shut it down, turn your skates in, and it becomes dancing from 11 to 12. So this is when we would have that dance off with the other team, from the other side of town and i just remember me and my sister practicing to salt and peppers push it <laughs> <laughs> so we had our biker shorts on man with our t-shirts and our white looking heads yeah. knockoffs
2: yeah <laughs> yeah we, we used to call them white girls what did you call them we i don't know what we called them but we called them, not, they were knockoff kids. We wanted yeah, kids, but of course, from the hood, we wouldn't get no damn kids. No, nah, they right? was the Walmart joints. We used to call them the white girls because they would always be the white, like, it's like that canvas shoe.
1: Right, like.
2: right. <laughs> With our biker shorts on. Picture that. Yeah. 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 But we were action.
1: My whole action. Yeah. How did, was oh, was
0: How did it go? We always won. Yes, of course you did. Are we yes. going to
3: see some of the moves
0: on here?
2: Yeah, I love
0: it. Yeah, that was it. All the pepper was a vibe back in the day. Yeah, it
2: was a vibe. Yeah, all right, sissy poo. What you coming with? You better come hard because you know we go hard.
1: Uh, <coughs>
3: so I this was probably one of the parts of being on the show that I was most nervous about because coming up with a song, I'm a music head, but trying to remember who sings what and what the name of the song is, I was like, oh lord but I got through it. And when I think about my siblings, because I have four different siblings, I couldn't have one one song that remind me of one of you all. So I went with Fabulous featuring Neo, Make Me Better because I'm a movement by myself, but I'm a force when we're all together. Oh, I love <laughs> it,
0: I love it. I'm a movement by myself, but I'm a force when we're together.
2: Oh. That beat go hard. Yeah, too. It is the
0: beat. It is I'm gonna add beat.
2: that to the Aries Takeover playlist. <laughs> <laughs> all you just made yeah. the cut. Oh my God. God. I'm proud of your selection.
0: Again,
1: Thank you.
0: I'm just gonna cheerlead for Starla all night because I know that I now really? have a battle buddy because it's usually two <laughs> versus one.
2: Just, oh, I'm gonna put
0: team sassy mom. Oh, I got it. I yeah. got you
2: now. Uh, Starla's more sassy mom energy than you, though. You used to be a sassy mom, you're like a tamed tamed little lion now tamed little lioness
3: it's still in there she just needs that like the trigger pushed a little bit like that button the easy button that hits the turn up button wow (laughs) the sassy button
2: speaking of the turn up you have what a year and a half before you're an empty nester huh
3: Mm. oh you just dove right into that huh wow Wow.
2: is it a sad subject
3: (sighs) no it's actually It's really hard to believe that that's going to be the case. Like a year and a half, an empty nester for multiple Mm -hmm. reasons. One, that I have children that are grown and out of the house. I have children that are grown and out of the house. And then two, like, what do you do with yourself? Because your whole life has revolved around the kids and you made who you are about them. So what do you like? I don't even know what hobbies. I don't even have any hobbies anymore. I don't even know what I like anymore. And I work from home, so I don't even know how to dress anymore. I don't know. I
2: think, I think you dress excellent.
0: I'm over here looking like nobody in the world is gonna look at you and think, oh, empty nester. They're like, you you look like a young, youthful, hot thing. Well, okay. That's
1: I wanna Do
3: live. Sexy that's thing. that's I wanna like, <laughs> trade when it's over and go all in and be like, you know what? I'm not gonna sit in the house and be sad. I wanna travel and have fun. And do all yeah,
0: that. I guess you know what would be good is to to approach it differently. Like now that I'm an empty nester, I'm gonna get to get reacquainted with who I am and learn mm-hmm. what I like and actually dedicate time towards myself that yeah. I don't do for the last however many years.
3: That's
2: uh, good. That's yeah. good. And I mean, honestly, like how accomplished are you to pretty much know that you're gonna be an empty nester because you've done excellent by your children they're amazing human beings and they're prepared to go off into the world yeah i mean especially that that baby girl
1: yeah Yeah, i mean she
2: she's been grown since she was a little thing i mean she's sassy she's been ready for the world
3: but i still worry about her it's hers is more of like the basic stuff because she's the baby. I tend to do a lot of things for her where I was a little harder on my son. And I was like, yeah. oh, "You do this, you're gonna do your laundry. I'm gonna teach you how to cook. And with her, she's so busy with volleyball work and school mm-hmm. and rarely ever home. So I'm like, okay, well I'll just make her life easier and do her laundry for her. I mean, she knows how to do it but those are the things I worry about. She's a, She's a little lazy
2: sometimes. <laughs> Hello. yo one, one time I was talking to my nephew Stella had kicked him out the house he got kicked out the house mm-hmm. she said go outside find something to do I, I'm gonna clean the house and I want you nowhere around and that was probably about one of two to three times that my nephew proactively called me and, yeah. <laughs> and we're talking and he's like yeah auntie Raya comes home from volleyball and she doesn't even take a shower and he's going in on her. And my life advice to my nephew was continue to pick on her nephew because your siblings picking on you builds character and it uplifts you and it teaches you the way that you should go. Stala, do you think that was good advice to your children or do you want them to stop talking to me? Wow.
3: I would never want them to stop talking to me, but I definitely get tired of hearing them argue and bicker back and forth all the time. Mm-hmm. It's never, it, it doesn't matter what it's about. They will yeah. always find a way to argue about something.
0: Yeah. yeah. Amen. Amen. My children told me that their father told them they would argue over how many sprinkles their donut has. Oh! <laughs> and I was like, that's good. That's good. <laughs> they literally would. And it's just like, uh, one day I hope they get over this. But because, like, for what? Like, what is the purpose of arguing over this donut and sprinkles? Like, realistically what's the purpose of it like, right kumaya. let's have love some cool.
3: yes sibling love language that's how they show each other love and communicate with each other that's what i'm starting to realize but it never ends
2: javon mm-hmm.
3: to college for two years now and he comes home and they still bicker just as if he was living in the house never
2: <laughs> speaking of sibling activity and love language being a little bit aggressive one time, Starla threw our sister Rolanda through a uh, glass pane. It was, a, I want to say it was a picture frame. Was it a picture what? frame? I was a little young, so my details are not. A
3: picture, but I didn't throw her through it. Why would you make me out like that?
2: Give yeah, us the details. Tell your side of the story.
3: Oh. She kept messing with me <laughs> and pushing me like, oh, you're not going to do anything. You're not going to do anything. And I'm like, leave me alone. Leave me alone. And then I snapped and I pushed her and she fell and she fell into a, it was a large pitcher and her elbow went through the glass and it sliced her and she had to get.
1: To
2: the white meat, had to get stitches.
1: Wow. Wow. Destiny
0: has spoke on here a few times about the strength of your legs, Starla. (laughs) Oh,
3: (laughs) they used to be a beast. I can't say I have that same strength now. I haven't been working out like I should, but. That's the only way I could get her. She like, I don't know what it is about my sisters liking to mess with me and poke with me. But the only way I've ever been able to defend myself against them is once I get them in that leg lock,
0: it's over.
2: <laughs> it's like a, it's like an anaconda, y'all. Wow.
1: <laughs>
0: like, avoid the leg lock at all costs oh you're a goner you're a goner what she's well
2: i i want to i want to dig into more about your life starla and first and foremost i just want to open it up to speak about you and for you to speak about yourself um i don't want to direct traffic too much uh i will direct traffic for sure but i want to give you the opportunity to kind of just express like where you are in life what got you here tell us a little bit more about you
1: how
3: far back are we going
2: I mean, we ain't got to go back to childhood, but maybe some things that are relevant to you right now. Mm. Pivotal wow. moments. that Pivotal. She's so about to be a doctor. Who you are.
3: <laughs> Pivotal moments about who I am. Wow. Well, as you all probably know from Destiny, a girl, a small town girl from Iowa, grew up, joined the military straight out of high school, did 20 years in the Air Force, woop, woop, go Air Force. um my I have one retirement I also work I have two children I was married for 20 years 19 years with them for 21 years divorced for what year are we on two years two and a half years
2: I think we're rolling towards three yeah
3: um what else what else am I missing I think that's about
2: now, this is good because I just wanted to see what you were gonna say so I could see what questions. Yeah, I'm hitting
3: the high high parts of it.
2: No, uh, I'd love to dig into it if you, the girls were at your your retirement for the military. Shout out to the tripod. Yeah, no,
1: right, the or greatest
2: the- crew of all time. They, are, they how, are. How do you feel about my sisters from another mister?
3: I love them. I tell them all the time. I'm like, I love. I tell them I love the way you love my sister, like. they genuinely care about you and they're ride or die and if like I look at y'all's relationship and it's just like I know you're always in good hands because they've always got you
0: Mm. amen hallelujah they're
3: just amazing human beings I just love being around them too (laughs) well you know
2: when we we talk about your military you weren't just in the military you was on big ball shit Mm. she was eating humble pie before the episode (laughs) <laughs> she, she she's so humble like no but this is it's not she wasn't eating humble pie she's been eating that all her life just mm-hmm. because my, my mom was in clovis new mexico which is where styla was uh based at one point in life and she goes to visit my sister and she's looking at this wall like styla what is this and it's the ranking on the base it's it's uh-huh. the- Everyone and where their rank is on the base. And on this wall, there's President Obama. Who else was on the wall, Starla? Uh,
3: the Secretary of Defense.
2: Secretary of Defense, all these fantastic people. And right there is our Starla Renee. You Remember? didn't take a picture of that?
3: I think, uh, so. I mean, it was my everyday life. I didn't think it was a big deal. My mom, my mom I think my mom took a picture of it though. I mean,
2: I'm gonna ask it was she just my it.
3: position, and every organization had the top leadership, so it wasn't to me like it was something extraordinary. It was just
1: your picture was next to Obama <laughs> it because, she, right because she because because she was, was top
2: leadership. For. You're right. trying to talk it down, but the reality is, you're top leadership. leadership.
0: Well, for first for. of all, I I know that getting into all of the military forces requires certain ASVAB scores and whatnot. And getting into the Air Force is a feat. It's it's not one that's as easy to get into. What did you do in the military? What was your job?
3: Well, I came in as admin, it's called information manager. So think of like a secretary or whatever. So originally Mm -hmm. when I came into the military, I went to what they call MEPS, is where you get processed for the army. I was gonna join the army. Army was, I didn't even, I never even knew about the Air Force. Where we were from, everybody joined the army. And that's all you talked about. When you think of military service, you think of army. So took the ASVAT for the army, went to processing for the army, and then they did not give me the job they want. They offered me like a transportation or food service. And all I could think about was driving a bus for the rest of my life or working at McDonald's for the rest of my life. Oh, and, wow. then, and I was so passive back then. I never really ever stood up for myself unless I absolutely had to, but it was very rare. And for me at that time, I was like, I'm not signing anything until you give me a job that I'm interested in. So went back home and then the air force recruiter called me and he was like, well, did you say the oath? I'm like, no. And he's like, okay, well, what if I put you in a job working nine to five, you work in an office. Would you be good with that? No weekends. I was like, sounds like a plan to me. So I just went in blindly. I didn't even know what to expect, what I wanted. It just all kind of happened for me.
2: So that person, so did you go to the Air Force office to get to that point where they're like, hey, if I put you in a nine to five, would you like it? Or was that the same recruiter?
3: No, so after the Air Force recruiter called me and said, I can get, would you get score on? He asked me like the high level questions. Where'd you score on your ASVAB? What do you have here? And then I went to his office and everything was pretty much done. Or no, he came to the house that's what it was he came to the house filled out some paperwork and he's like since I was already pretty much processed for the army it was really easy and I just did a couple things for the air force and good to go
2: I never never knew how we landed there
3: yeah almost then
0: throughout your career you you had promotions and was there a shift in position what what did you end as
3: So I ended as an E-8 in the Air Force. That's a senior master sergeant. So the highest enlisted rank, I was enlisted. So the highest enlisted rank is the E-9 or chief master sergeant. Now within that, you can go to higher positions, you know, within that rank, but that's the highest enlisted rank that you can achieve. And I was an E-8.
0: Nice. And so just to help us understand your picture being on the wall in Clovis, New Mexico, what role did you play to be highlighted like that on the base?
3: So actually it was my dream job. I wanted to be, I was the senior enlisted for what we call the organization. So in the air force, like think of a little business as a squadron. So there's a lot of different squadrons and then you have a group which is over you. And then you have a wing on the base wing is the highest level groups underneath it. And then squadron is the smallest Well, not the smallest organization. You can go down a little bit more, but that's where the majority of the people are. And I was the senior enlisted for our squadron.
2: So awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So awesome. It was so surprising to hear you say that you were, you know, not very assertive as a young person because you were the most responsible human being I ever met. Oh, like scholars would disagree with you. (laughs) <laughs> no, I mean whoever wants to disagree I mean I got facts to back it up like yeah. I mean she's, she's the oldest she's the oldest of five siblings and uh she used to make me these lunch on tv trays and like give me a little a little skedio with a little fruit cup and a little this a little that like making sure I had a nice well-balanced lunch used to take me hanging out with her and rolling around with her. She always worked, always had money. I actually got my first pair of Nike shoes for my big sister that I later on lost at a barbecue. Oh, wow. <laughs> Maybe you were robbed. What side of I, town were you on? I was, Well, this is what happened. I, I know exactly where I left them. We went home and turned right back around when I realized I didn't have them and they were already gone. They were the Nike up tempos with in white with the blue outline I still remember them because I did appreciate them a lot of people think because I lose stuff I don't appreciate it I did appreciate them
0: yeah I can't believe Angie tried to say maybe they were stolen because we know who you are at this very moment in time and it's likely for you to lose a pair of shoes today uh, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> love you <ya>. love <laughs> you but I mean it's part of knowing who you every are every
3: trip you right. something
0: The best thing that could have ever happened was
2: Destiny getting an AirTag for her wallet. Oh, man. That thing's clutch. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'd be be ringing my AirTag. I got all my keys in my wallet, man. I'd be ringing the heck out of that thing. Oh, my God.
0: Just just to give you guys a little insight. One time, the tripod went on a trip to Las Vegas. Oh, my God. uh, Day two of Las Vegas, our sweet friend that we love so much lost her wallet. Lost it. A wallet is kind of a necessary thing in Las Vegas. Um,
2: we ain't got to talk about Oh shit. I was just highlighting Starlight.
0: I
3: mean, hey, we
1: made the best of it. But I made the best like, of it.
3: Not only was it just some random trip, it was right. her birthday trip. And could not get into the club because she had no ID. Right. So everybody felt bad. So people were hanging out with her. People were <laughs> in the club and would come back and be like, you good? <laughs>
1: and go back in the club and dance I'm like
2: I <laughs> maybe a I'm a bad friend.
1: friend. I don't ever recall going back and check on him. Nah. It's I mean like I kept not on not saying, me.
2: please stop checking on me. Like I felt bad about that. Like I didn't want nobody <laughs> checking on me, man. But y'all, y'all are good to me. Y'all are better than I deserve. That was the moral of my childhood uh reflection was my sister is a great person, better than I deserve, and always took always took care of us as siblings like always reached back to us always made sure we had what we needed um I lived with you for a little bit and we can maybe talk about your highlight from me living with you for like three years
3: yeah it was three years you came at what 15 was it 14
2: yeah it was the summer between freshman and sophomore year yeah of high school Wow. I was
3: 14, 14 years old. I was at that point, I just had Javon. So I was like 23.
2: Yeah. Now, wow. literally, like right now, I cannot imagine having a teenager come live with me at 23 years. At, I'm 33, and I can't right. imagine a teenager coming to live with me. Yeah. Right.
3: I didn't know what I was doing, like school wise. Thank God I happened to have a friend there who had older kids. And I think Desmond mentioned this on one of the. Um, sessions on the podcast before on episodes on the podcast but she was a lifesaver because she helped me get all set up with her teenage kids destiny was able to ride with them to school that's when I found out about progress reports because I've never heard of them and she's like destiny where's your progress yeah. I was like what's that she gave her the look destiny
1: <laughs>
3: why are you doing that to your sister go get that progress report wow yeah yeah Mm -hmm. So we kind of grew up together, but destiny was always easy. I mean, she, destiny is like the funniest, kindest, loving, caring person. And she doesn't really get into stuff. So it's not like a teenager who I had to chase around in the streets and was doing stuff. And she's pretty transparent. Sometimes she tells me way more than I want to know. So, I never had to worry about her. She made it easy. And she was always good with my kids, like best auntie ever. And she was a big kid herself.
0: Yeah, I can it, see that. Well, that's still the same, too. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> Now, her biggest issue, the, where we bumped heads, is literally keeping her room clean. I have pictures that I found still. I took a picture of how messy her room Please
2: was. do not distribute those. pictures. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I wish I could show you guys on camera if I could find yeah. it. Yeah. We'd like to see those. I mean, it
0: was. Uh, uh. <laughs> She's come a long way. It was close. Right. I would I would have to venture to say it was probably close, because I remember when she had her her little bachelorette pad, um, the amount of clothing that was in her closet was was very overwhelming. And yeah. It was like it was clean. It just needed to be hung, or then maybe it wasn't clean because it was all mixed up. But. Chill.
2: No. This episode is not about me. <laughs> yeah. I will little pan around, really around really my room. My
3: room is the, very clean. Part of my life. Good God, I just smacked my braids all in my face.
2: I was a part of your life, you <laughs> were a part of mine. stay, I, fo- so stay I, focused, man.
0: I know she said that this is not, episode is not about her, but I will say one of the things that I loved very early on about Destiny was the way that she would speak about her family and her siblings. Um, it was like, you could just tell that she had this huge adoration towards you all and, and you were, um, so important to her. And so I guess it was, it was great that you guys were always welcoming to us. Cause when part of the time when Destiny lived with you for a short moment, uh, was when we first all became friends. And so mm-hmm. we would get to go over to your house and, And get to partake in your house parties (laughs) yeah and then you would would cook for us it was like we inherited this older sister that was so motherly so i always appreciated that yeah
3: yeah and you guys would always like i will never forget when i first met you guys in san antonio i think it was joe's party right his third one of his
2: we had we had a, a nice party for the red carpet birthday
3: yeah, that was the first yeah. time I came over, right?
2: Uh, I think one, so. of one, one of the first times, yeah. One
3: of the first times. And Mel came in making the bar. Destiny had her bow tie and bra.
2: Mm-hmm. It
3: was a bartender. And Mel was making the menu and did it with right. fancy, pretty handwriting and just yes, right handwriting. Destiny <laughs> got tips that night. And right. Everybody wanted to, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I'm going to Motorboat Ange. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. For yeah, she had, she had
2: a life before marriage. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Part See, of that was a definitely
3: before. <laughs> to the
0: picture. I just, to please don't turn up. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely pictures of that. It's not often that we have pictures to get back on Ange because she's got I a, picture, have a picture. But there are <laughs>
1: pictures
2: of that. There are pictures. <laughs> yeah.
3: To I just started his knees waiting for it to die.
1: Head Drop it in, the- in my
2: mouth. <laughs>
0: I want you know I have a fond memory of that party because I remember you know there was a lot of beverages consumed that night. <laughs> but one of um y'all's military friends, I remember him holding conversation with me and him telling me that he was a pilot. <laughs> uh-huh. And y'all totally like shut it down like he is not a pilot. Oh I remember
3: <laughs> who it was. Do you remember the name? Oh no.
2: Not at
1: enough. Enough. all. <laughs> again, this it is was 12, high.
2: 13 years ago. Nobody remembers. No, the I they really didn't mean. last. If they're Not a big old all. liar, they probably didn't last. <laughs> right. You, and you know, I was, you was
0: kind of like, green at the time. Like, had I had any sins, I think I would have been like, these guys are in the military. They've got a profession. This might be a good candidate to entertain. Right. Uh, with the exception of the liar. Oh, but,
1: okay. Not the
3: yeah. pilot, though.
0: But. I, I mean, I didn't even do that. Even though they were all these attractive men, like I was still in this green mindset, like not even to think that
2: way. And bah, bah, running and, back, out. let me let me, and let me I call was out talking. the lie there. Let me call out the lie there. Uh, Angela, tell me if I'm wrong. Stella, tell me if I'm wrong. Mel couldn't see them beautiful Air Force men because she was on her BlackBerry texting a certain someone that she would later on grow to marry. Right. right. Yeah, she, and already liver- she dropped her phone in the toilet and uh, almost died. I did not, and I, did not. I was a
0: bartender rice. assistant and I was getting ice out of the ice dispenser and somehow my blackberry got caught in yeah. the ice dispenser and I couldn't get it back, but you're right, you're right. I'm that yeah, type of- that I remember rockliner. one
3: party we were having at the house and Mel comes to the house, and we're all like outside, hanging out in front, like we normally do. The party moves from the house to the front of the house, right? Looking and hanging out. Mm-hmm. Mel comes, hair all over the place, and just excitement, and but out of breath at the same time. And you just had the night of your life with, you know, who who happened to be your husband later on. That was That's your him. first encounter, mm-hmm. and you were just
1: gone ized He was like this was earth thing Any we're changing the subject <laughs> <laughs> okay so so I have a question let's get off Mel. she's probably over there turning red you probably can't see that on camera but I do have a question for you Starla um, what advice if you could go back into the future and and speak to your 18 year old self what advice would you give her?
3: I would tell her do not be scared of failure failure is a part of life and do not, you will miss out on amazing opportunities. If you let allow your fear of failure to get in the way, because I feel like throughout my, I always played it safe in mm-hmm. my whole life in my career. Like I've right. never, I wouldn't say i never challenged myself because I've obviously you don't promote if you're not challenging yourself, but I found the challenge to always be better. But like, outside of my box there's so many things that I've wanted to do in my life but I'm like mm, but if it doesn't work out or, what if I fail like I talk myself out of it so I would definitely tell my 18 year old self failure is a part of life and it's okay mm-hmm. to fail and don't be afraid of it
2: yeah oh, well, that's good
1: that's mm-hmm. good
3: advice
1: um, yeah
2: not not to not attached to failures because I don't think anything's a failure here but uh you mentioned earlier that you've been divorced for about three years Mm. Um, how are you enjoying that part and rediscovering you apart from being connected to another person in that way?
3: Oh, um, I wouldn't say that I'm enjoying it or not mm-hmm. enjoying not, being, mm. um, divorced. It's challenging and it's not the divorce part because when you divorce, you become co-parents and it depends on what that relationship looks like.
1: Right.
3: I would say from the issue with me is I have, after the divorce, I completely dove in head first into the children. I feel like to overcompensate for them going through the divorce, you know, and trying to cater to them to make sure that they're okay that I've never really had a chance to process like if you really ask me I can't tell you honestly because I've never sat in my feelings it's always thinking about every how everyone else feels about it right Mm -hmm. whether it's my ex-husband how he feels about it or how my children feel I'm always accommodating to other people's feelings I feel like the co-parenting side of the house we're a lot better um for us We were friends and being married, like we went, both came up in the military. We both retired as the same rank. We both started at the same time. So we grew together and made us really good friends and we had the same walk of life. So I think we're at a point now, like I'll always have love for them. I'll always love them. But I think (laughs) we're starting to get to a point where we're cordial. Like we can, when it comes to the kids, we might knock heads sometimes, but we'll always
0: get there at some point
2: right the the feelings of the relationship don't make it so messy anymore right? right right
0: you know what I think comes into play too and it's probably a lot for you like the way it was for me is when you finally make the decision to go through with the divorce it's like there's really a grieving process that's happening that led up to that moment and so when you finally pull the trigger on that decision you have truly exhausted all options to mm-hmm. try and make it work, so it gives you a little bit of peace in that decision, to where you don't, you're not having to focus so much on yourself, because, like I said, it, it was a a well thought out decision. It, it wasn't just something you did in haste. Um, so maybe that will give you a little bit of peace of mind. But there is something exciting that hopefully you've experienced too in getting to learn yourself again. And getting to know um, what you like what you don't like uh where where you're going to create different boundaries for yourself to to stop yourself from being in that same position again and so that you make wiser choices in the future um so i think there is something always great to come out of it you know of course you've got two beautiful children but uh there's something for you to take away too I also think that you know relationships don't have to end on a, a really ugly sour note. It's okay for you to be cordial towards one another. It's okay for you to continue to have love. That that man was a part of who you were growing up. You grew up together and so it it doesn't have to end in hatred. I guess is what I'm trying to say.
3: Absolutely and I think you know, when I look at it, it, I feel like for me that was probably the most heartbreaking part of the divorce that there was actually animosity and we were actually fighting. You know, yeah. was in on a cordial note, it was really, it was shocking for me. Like, no, we are supposed, regardless of whether we don't work, we are right. supposed to be able to work anything out, right? And it, mm-hmm. I think, that was really hard for me. I feel like. What you were saying mel as far as finding yourself and i feel like that process hasn't take, taken place for me yet i know it's something i have to do but I, to be quite frank i have not taken the time to just take care of me and yeah. I, yeah. like i said i completely dove in taking care of the kids making sure their feelings are okay going above and beyond for them and i say above and beyond it's not like positive above and beyond, like doing too much to overcompensate.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, I, if I, w- I feel like if we were under all the same roof and I wanted to go out and have fun, I would go do it. Now I'm like, oh, I can't. The kids will be here this weekend or this. Like I don't ever find time for me. So I'm still working through that process and I'm hoping that I'll start to figure that out.
0: It'll happen. It'll happen. Yeah. You know, I, I do have one or thing I wanted to ask about that I believe the military gave you this opportunity, but your learning didn't just stop in the military. You were able to go to schooling and di- didn't you?
3: Oh yeah. Uh, so one of the great benefits about the military as a whole is tuition assistance. They'll pay for your education. Um, and you, as long as you keep your grades to where they need to be, then they'll cover it. If Of course, if you fail or something, you have to reimburse it. But I got my master's degree through the military and was able to, with the program, because I got my education while I was in the military, I was able to give my children educational benefits. So their college is pretty much taken care of as well. Mm -hmm. Amazing. I always tell people, you know, people may have their opinions about the military, what it stands for, what we do, whether you believe in it, whether you don't, but Hell, if you're a young kid, I don't care if you're 18 and you're considered adult, that's me, you're still a mindset as a kid. Like you haven't lived on your own. You don't have those experiences. If you don't know what you want to do with your life, it is a great place to just figure it out and let them kind of guide you. And you meet some of the most amazing people.
1: People, yeah.
3: Amazing experiences and amazing people.
2: Right. Man, I remember uh, I was on a road trip and I can't remember where I was. I was somewhere and I called my sister like, man, I'm driving, I'm getting tired. And she's like, oh, just go over here, my military buddies. And it's like, you could pull up. So yeah. it's like, I got to reap the benefits of her military family because yeah. now I feel like I have an extended family. Oh, uh, so it, it's real. The the camaraderie is real.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. My,
2: my father,
0: he retired from the Air Force as well. And I remember when I had to go and get, insurance medical insurance on my own it was like i, I didn't understand the copay i didn't like <laughs> i was like i not i just don't go up to the window and they give me my medicine for no, free. like what is this
1: right <laughs> yeah uh, Man,
3: and, I, even if you go in for nothing else that medical i like i didn't realize how you were saying how blessed we were with our medical care like yeah. you sit out in these streets and you hear people's stories of, you know, how much co-pays costs or whether they're not able to get service or all of those things. And I'm like, wow. Like I just call a number and say, Hey, I got an itch or I've got a cough right. going on. Can you see yeah. me today? Okay. And then you go to the on-base pharmacy, you have your medications, or if you need to be referred to a specialist, they just do it all for you and yeah. you don't think about it. And then you get there and you hear people's story and you're like oh wow, I did have it really good.
1: Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, when
0: when I had Mia, my ex-husband was on active duty orders and mm. so she cost me $15 to have her. It was glorious.
1: Yes.
2: So let's talk about the other side of that coin, right? Because uh, like I said, I saw all the benefits. I feel like I reaped the benefits. I mm-hmm. got to see your amazing friends. I, I got to see the lifestyle that you created for yourself. Uh, but I also saw that the, you and your ex-husband, you guys were away from each other almost half of your career, right? Uh, just being on TDY and being out. How do you feel like that impacted you? And kind of in hindsight, is that something that you would do again any day? Or how do you feel about that?
3: Yeah, I mean, if you're definitely, especially being what we call male to mill, military, married to military, dual military, I mean, you have your own life in the military and they look at you as individual. Like most organizations, they don't care if you're like, hey, my spouse is gone. Can I wait till they get home? Or they were, just came back. Can you wait to send me? If you're on that rotation, you're going to go. If it's your time, it's your time. So I remember out of two years, we saw each other for two months at a time. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, and it, that was just one stint, but it was pretty much a lot of times he would go come back. Then I would go. The worst was when I had my daughter, my daughter was born, And back then you only got six weeks of maternity leave. Now it's four months. Thank goodness they changed it, but six. Wow. Weeks. Right. And then like six weeks in the military coming back. It's not like you just have to go to work you got to start working out every day and being able to run and you got to get prep for your test. But I come back after my six weeks of maternity leave and my supervisor is like, Hey, can you come into the office? And they're like, he's like, you're going to Korea. And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm going to Korea like for a TDY for an exercise, like what's going on? And he's like, no, you got orders to Korea. And when oh. you get into Korea, you can't take your family. It's called a remote assignment. So you can only go by yourself. And they had, wow a week before my daughter turned one. And at that time my son was two, two and a half. And so I called and I'm like, Hey, can you please just let me be here for my daughter's first birthday? And they were like, no, we can't make exceptions. And I was like, look, you have me for a year. I am giving you my everything for a year. All I'm asking is for two weeks so I can see my baby turn one. And then I, you got me and I right. guess they finally was like, okay, I, let, let her have these two weeks. So at least I got to see my baby girl turn one, but I missed the whole second year of her life. Mm. Wow. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, and I feel bad when we're like talking about stories and memories. Like I remember everything when my son, baby toddler stage, all the phases But there's Mm -hmm. that gap with my daughter. I'm like, I don't know how your personality really was during that time.
2: I can tell you. (laughs) Um. (laughs) (laughs) So during this time I was in, I want to say either my junior or senior year of high school. And uh, my mom would spoil Soraya to death. She would lay up in the bed with my mom when my mom wasn't working. My my mom's idea was like bonding time is to hang out and watch movies with you. So Raya Raya was in the bed watching movies with her nanas. And I was a senior in high school. I had taken off that first period. You know, like you you don't have a full roster when you're a senior senior if you've done, you know, if you take a little Uh, So (laughs) I would be sleeping and mom would call. This is when we still had the landline. She would call my landline to make me go downstairs and get Soraya and her some oatmeal and four pieces of butter toast. Wow. Four packs of oatmeal, four pieces of butter toast. And so she was just a love little girl during that time. The family stepped up and you know, we made sure she was oh. good. Uh, there's a picture of I gave her a little mohawk while she was uh in the tub, and uh she learned ratchet music and
3: Great. how to dip pizza rolls and bar ranch and hot sauce.
2: Yes, you know, she never pizza rolls. every kind
3: of
0: Auntie introduces ranch, you know, Angie did it to mine.
2: <laughs> okay, you call yourself an auntie if you don't, introduce, but I would mix the ranch and the hot sauce together. It's a perfect elixir for a pizza roll. Wow. her on that one I know nothing compares to to being there for your child, but I will say like, looking back at it maybe at the moment it probably passed me by but like really as a family we truly did pull together and, and get stuff done and uh after I graduated I ended up moving out to to California with your hubby and uh she learned some more bad habits at that time right <laughs> yep. but I say it made her a well-rounded individual yeah, <laughs> yeah
3: I would say that as well yeah <laughs> would say that I, I feel like you asked me, like, would you do it all over again? Like, do you regret it? I mean, well, I cried for a month straight when I left my babies, like it was yeah. to be separated from your spouse and to trying to keep a strong relationship. It's just hard. You grow and you become different people on, you know, every single different deployment, you become, they come home, you come home. I'm on the side of it too. And you are like, where, where do I fit into what's been going on for the past six, seven months? Right. How do I get back into this picture? But I will say, I definitely would do it all over again. And I definitely feel like when being gone, the amount of time that we were gone, when I was with my children or with my spouse at the time you cherish those moments and it's not taking them for granted. So like, I feel like if I would be at home all the time, Oh, go do your thing. I'm here. But like, you always knew, you never knew when you would be gone again. So you always made every single time quality time. So I think it helped me, I would say, be a better mother in that aspect Yeah, doing that quality time where I feel like I would have took it for granted.
0: So well, outside of Korea Korea where else did your military experience take you
3: um I've been to Iraq um Korea I feel like there's another place I'd have to look I, I forgot so much I'm trying to like look around my room to see if I get triggered I it's really odd that I block out a lot of that stuff and where I was at, but there, I'm sure there's a couple other places I'm forgetting about.
0: Well, what about here? Like, what were your duty stations? Oh,
3: stateside,
0: I know, this. I know.
3: I've been Panhandle, Florida, which when I was there they call it Laura, Alabama. Oh. Um, that was my first assignment out of the military. Then I went to Korea or California, San Antonio, New Mexico.
2: Back to Florida.
3: Yeah, back to Florida. I
0: think mm-hmm. those big ones. It's a small town girl from Iowa. Wow. Small town girl from Iowa. Yeah.
3: You
2: did good kid. You, you did good kid. kid. We're
1: proud. Of, we're proud of you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Mm-hmm. You're, you're looking real ethnic today with your braids.
3: <laughs> thank was, you. Thank appreciate it. So I, I won't ruin it because you know I'm going to say something, and you're be like. See, I'm not going to give it to you.
2: <laughs> so we, we have our, we have our family group chat, right? And so it's our, our sibling one is where it really be popping. Wow. <laughs> so she sends a picture of herself with her, with her braids. This is your first time getting braids, correct?
3: Yes. <clears throat> yes. And everyone told me that I, if I got them, they would just slide out of my hair that they wouldn't hold. Like everyone was like turning me off as if I wasn't able to wear braids. And I am like, Forget it. I went on a cruise this past weekend to the Bahamas, so I was Woo! like, get cruise ready, and I'm going to get some braids. Yeah,
2: she so has she, fine, she has fine hair, but look, so she's <laughs> in the picture, and we're all praising her. Yeah, Nubian goddess. Yeah, going hard. I don't remember yeah. when said something real good, like we're celebrating her, and she said, "Yeah, your Caucasian sister looks a little ethnic today." <laughs> <laughs> and she wonders why I make fun of her.
3: Well, you guys call me the white, they call me the white sister. Yeah. So don't act like you don't. So oh. that's what I was a play on the fact that you call me the white sister. It
2: let let me clarify that. It has nothing to do with her skin tone. It has nothing to do with her articulate speech. It is her lack of college, uh culture knowledge. She oh. has no knowledge of the culture. That is oh. not true. That's bullshit. <laughs>
3: you
0: made her curse you made her curse i can bring it out last episode i talked about my daughter saying she asked the question about how come she's black if i'm white and um just to follow up on that she got me again she got me again she asked me if i went to school with mlk and then she asked me if i had to go to the white school
2: you were there during segregation. I
0: was like, this little girl. So
2: not only are you white, you old as hell too.
0: Right. <laughs> like, I'm done with her.
1: <laughs> yeah. You was out there marching with MLK. Oh. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah.
2: What what one time our brother, our brother was at the barbershop. And the barber, you know, he's cutting his hair. So, you know, hair is a dead giveaway that maybe something else is going on here. Right. right. <laughs> and so the barber's like, hey, man, you know, you mix your mama white, your daddy white or something. He said, yeah, my mom's white. Well, he made a mistake. <laughs> he, made a mistake. he got in the car and he told my mama that story. My mother is not 100% white. She got,
3: <laughs> wow. She might look it to the naked eye, blonde hair, blue eyes, but she's she has off. blonde
2: hair, blue eyes, but she is not fully Caucasian, and she gets highly offended if you say, "Wow." wow. So why does she send my brother back in the barber shop to tell that man? She was <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no! I don't <laughs> tell him partial. <laughs> sure. Well, then, wow. then she turns <sighs> up
1: and she's like. Do I look white? He's like,
3: "Yeah." Like, how yeah, you do? <laughs> I'm not thinking white. Like, started
1: losing
0: it. Wow. <laughs> Those barbers start problems. One time, Marlon's barber told him that he don't like light skins because a light skin took his girlfriend in school. Is that what? My <laughs> oh, oh, I my was God. in the middle of Target with Marlon in the hair aisle, and a what? lady walked down the aisle, and he looked at me and said, "Mommy." Is she light skin? And oh. I was just like, "Oh, sweet Jesus, help me! Abort, abort, abort!" <laughs> like, like I'm not teaching my kids this stuff,
2: like, right? In the middle of time, not yeah. in the middle of Target. We gotta wait for
0: <laughs> And you know what? And it wasn't light skin; it was dark skin. He asked if she was dark skin, and I just remember being like, "Oh my god!" Yeah.
2: Right. I mean, you don't want to offend anybody, but you gotta have these conversations. They're important, right? right. Yeah. Um because it opens up doors to understanding one time i was in old navy with my nephew and he said auntie des are you gay are you dressing like a boy oh and i just politely answer him because it might be confusing <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. The I, I, I yeah, am. he said, old he like said old. no he didn't really he didn't say are you gay he said and he does. Why do you dress? But it was the way he said, like a boy, was hilarious. He was like, Why are you dressing like a boy? Oh, ah.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm taking this multicultural class this semester. There's probably going to be an episode on it because it's like you have the surface level of knowledge, but like the more you chip away at it, the more it's like, Wow, there's so much meat there.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I
0: think it's important for us to understand. But yeah. But I like the braids, Tyler, for real. You got on this, real? on this call with us. I'm like, okay, all right. We got a lady blazer and these braids and hoop earrings and a glass of wine.
1: okay. Yeah. Look, I, 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 I brought it. I brought <laughs> it today. Okay. Now, I ain't going to lie, though. These braids, uh, I
3: don't think they're going to last but another week. I might be able to last one more week, but I can't do it.
2: Well, I do, Every I will time say time the, not, the knotless braids changed the game for you because if, if you did not it, you probably wouldn't have been able to do them but the knotless is clutch.
3: If I did not the knotted ones, they would be out like the next day. First of yeah. all, if anything interrupts my sleep, if anything's painful or inconveniences my sleep, I'm done. I can't do it. Yeah. I know. That's why I don't, that's why I know basic bitch is now a bad thing, but I am basic as hell. <laughs> like, I like, my basic, my definition is simple like if it's not simple i can't do it
0: i i'll join basic with you i'd rather be basic if that's would. what they would call basic
3: well according to the definition i had a co-worker i teach how to instruct and in like instruction techniques and they have to give a presentation and hers was how to recognize a basic person because she didn't want to say basic bitch or basic dude so she wanted to make it inclusive for guys or Ooh. girls mm. And one of the things was if you drink Starbucks every day and order like oat milk, add oat milk or almond milk, you're a basic bitch.
0: What if you're just lactose intolerant?
3: Don't (laughs) try to change it, Mel, you're basic. But I realized I'm definitely basic on that scale and basic on my scale as well, but it's fine.
2: Mm -hmm. I, I think you're a natural beauty and you're not basic sister. You're um, far from basic. But, I, uh, but spe- so. speaking of here, I do want to do a quick shout out to Striking and Strong, uh, which the tripod's going to be doing some partnership with Stri- Striking and Strong. We're not going to go too deep into it today, uh, but yeah. we're looking forward to having uh, the CEO of T- Striking and Strong, Tanya, join the podcast soon. So Stay locked into that. Striking and Strong is a hair care product line that specifically tailors to women of color. We made jokes about, you know, my Caucasian sister over here. But the right. reality is Black comes in all different shades. Uh, black comes in all different hairstyles and textures. And we just want to embrace it all. And, and Striking and Strong fits that message. So we love right.
0: it. Yeah. And it's not just inclusive to Black because, you know, my hair is, is in... It's considered ethnic, according to my hair lady.
1: And I, I call, call the
2: Italians the black whites. this hair with the product today. Oh, that's your striking and strong hair? It is. Okay. How do you feel
0: about your tundra's are looking extra tundra Okay. Okay, well, this is it. <laughs>
3: All right. And I, I love your videos when you, like, have the wild hair and you do the... <laughs>
2: <laughs> Bam,
0: she's
2: in. oh, oh Mel on TikTok if you have it. Mel, what's your TikTok? Uh, ooh, um
0: Meltini? I'm assuming Meltini.
2: Yeah, we'll we'll add that.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. I I'll just it. be saying we'll add stuff all the time. If Mel doesn't do it, it's not gonna right. happen.
1: Right, We're gonna add that.
0: We're gonna add it. <laughs> Mel make Make it. Up. Oh, it's Meltini 413. Wow.
1: Okay.
0: It's 413. What is it an area code? That's uh, her birthday. April 13th. Oh. Mm-hmm. Friend. Everybody put it on the calendar.
2: I didn't put it together because it was said like that. I know when her birthday is, too. Um, you
0: just gotta
2: take it away. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so it's been it's been great having you on this episode, Starla. We want to thank yes. you so much for joining us and and just shedding light on your life, man. It's it's been a beautiful life. I couldn't be more proud of you. We didn't even get into like some of the other stuff, so I think we might need to have you back for a second episode. To yeah. Talk about your career. You know, I didn't want to talk about your dating life because I don't know if you're ready to talk about that. But oh, know.
1: yeah. No, we we'll we'll get homework. We we'll we'll give you
0: homework for the next episode. Go ahead, for man. The next episode, I want you to do some work at discovering who Starla is what what Starla likes what Starla has envisioned for her future and Mm -hmm. and you're going to come back and give us a report as to what you have come to find
1: I love uh, that that's Mel's assignment my assignment I'd like for you to do yourself a vision board Mm. and
2: it's only stuff about you nobody else I like that That's i good. have
3: a, a somewhat mental vision board i've been working no, on
2: that's not a vision board <laughs> no. if it's not, it's not on paper it's not a vision board yet yeah. and my edition of homework so you got three homeworks
3: how do i uh, come on the show and then leave
2: with homework we're gonna have you back we love you we um. love having you around we love you and and i just want you to do something spontaneous just for you that is my homework before mm. you join the tripod again just do one thing that is just for you and totally spontaneous and pampering to your soul
1: okay I guess. is that fair you like your homework i
3: i don't know that i like it but <laughs> i'll do it it's good it's good
2: it's
0: good
3: all three of them
0: it's a okay. gentle push
3: it is yeah. It's, yeah. It's, you it get it in the right direction i appreciate it
0: comes with a hug that.
3: and if yeah. that's what i have to do to get back on here Destiny Destiny calls me and was like, Hey, so do you want to be on the tripod? I was like, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> Me? She's like, I knew you would act that way. I was like,
1: oh my god, I'm so
0: awesome. <laughs> yes, We like, you know, we hang out we with love it. and respect you, Starla. We mm-hmm. truly do. I know you spoke about your love of us, but Um, we're thankful to know you through destiny she she gave us that opportunity but you are definitely somebody that I know that we've all really looked up to over the last many many years Mm -hmm. Uh, Whether or not you knew that you know it now that we do love you and we respect you and we're proud of you and we're excited to see you continue to flourish outside of the military in your own personal career and then Mm -hmm. also just in life in life
3: i appreciate that y'all are some beautiful human
0: beautiful oh. women
3: beautiful human beings i love y'all so much oh yeah don't
1: this is turn to a therapy
3: session. Ah. <laughs> hey we all need therapy. i was in the hairdresser's <laughs> office and we was all giving each other therapy we all had issues that hey. we were working each other through
2: Mm. all necessary all necessary you know speaking of our love and admiration for you I do want to throw one more story in here um I used to have have a really good friend and he'd be over at my apartment all the time young desk apartment you know back in my wild days oh. and my sister would come over and he would not make eye contact with her mm. like literally like she'd come in and he'd be like <laughs> <laughs> Bro, what's wrong with you? Why are you acting weird? Is he this the friend that does his name start with a J? Yes, it's JJ. Uh, okay. so, <laughs> I was so, I know
3: what we
2: were supposed to say, here, but I, so I, I I was like, bro, what's going on with you? Why are you acting weird? He's like, I was because I'm like, you know, my sister's beautiful. I know, you know, sometimes people be vibing with her and stuff like that. So I'm like, what's going on? He said, I just I just have so much respect and admiration for her and I just never want to be seen as disrespecting her.
3: Why well, did you do his voice like that?
2: So. Grown ass <laughs> oh, yeah. man, like we're not kids. <laughs> like,
0: <why? laughs> She's good at the voice. Yeah. She, when she talks yeah. about your mom and the way yeah. your mom speaks. The way that yeah. your mom speaks about like Lana's birthday, like a Lana bear or what I don't do it, Destiny. <laughs> um, You're gonna get me in trouble.
1: She don't like it when I do that. <laughs> uh. <laughs> right. She don't do it. like it when I do that. <laughs> <laughs> well then don't do it. Don't do it. I'm not gonna it's do
3: it. It's already in there. It's already been out there thrown it's out. It's
2: already been said we don't edit, we don't edit our podcasts. You're gonna get <sighs> it all in real. Mom, I I stopped doing that a while ago.
3: (laughs) But for the Mm -hmm. audience who want to hear it, now that Mel sets you up, now you gotta kill it.
2: It's not happening. Close this out.
0: Close this out with the Lana Bear Love Bear story.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And this is an ad lib. This is not my mother's actual words. Um,
1: Wow, my baby girl, Lana Lou, my blue-eyed
2: darling. I just am so happy to say happy birthday. I'm proud of the human being that you are. You're an awesome mother. Five heartbeats, love. (laughs)
1: Forgot
3: to put
2: the colors of the heartbeats. Oh, you can say it. So my mom, because she has five children, three of us are girls, two of them are boys uh she does three pink hearts and two blue <laughs> stop it y'all don't get me in trouble with her my mom want no smoke
3: <laughs> Yep, yeah, that's all mel she set that one up right yeah, it was, was it cool. accurate pretty close pretty
2: close <laughs> it's the my blue-eyed girl
1: <laughs> blue-eyed beauty
2: my Lana gummy bear, my Lana Lou. <laughs> That's Man, not-
1: well,
2: we want to thank y'all so much. Thank you again, Styla, for joining us. We're definitely going to have you back because we we got to get into that second quarter. We, we, we mm-hmm. touched on the first quarter. We got to get into that second quarter of your life and, and the things that you've experienced. Uh, but we want to thank you so much for joining us today and just letting us celebrate you. I feel like we loved on you a lot today, and you I want to you Expecting that, but thank you. Well, yeah, I mean, I feel that. Like that's just what it is. We just love on you. We just love you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're glad to have you. And uh, it's been another episode of Tap In with the Tripod. We appreciate y'all. Peace out. Bye, everybody.
1: Bye. Yeah. Get your- yeah. Get your hands up, yeah, to the floor, yeah, yeah.